Amen. Good morning. How's everybody doing in the house? It's good to see everybody in here. Amen. Let's all stand. Let's sing a little bit. Here we go. One, two, three, four. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. I want to see you. Put your hands together. Come on. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. I want to see you, see you high and lifted up, shining in the light of your glory, pour out your power and love as we sing holy, holy, holy. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Sing it out now. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. I want to see you. How do you want to see? Come on. See you high and lifted up. Shining in the light of your glory. Pour out your power and love. Him. Holy, 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 I want to see Holy, 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 I want to see see the Lord this morning. Amen, amen. If y'all can have a seat if you can this morning, it's so good to have each and every one of you in the house of the Lord this morning. And uh, let's give it up for our guests in the house this morning too. Amen, amen. amen. Listen, if you're a guest here for the very first time, uh, just reach in the pew in front of you and there's a little card in there if you will fill that thing out and uh, put it in the offering plate at the end of the service as you go out the door. We would record your visit and it would be an opportunity for me to connect with you as well. So it's so good. Everybody have a great week. Everybody healthy? Everybody happy? 
Everybody good? Everybody been avoiding the COVID thing and all that stuff, right? Been doing that, right? So that's good. That's good. Well, hey, listen, we've got a few announcements this morning. I want to share with you some important ones. Uh, we have, uh, if you, uh, I already talked about the visitor card. So in our Sunday paper, if you got your Sunday paper, just look through that. That's some good, important info in there. And make sure you look through that. We're going to be having a meeting on September the 13th at 7 p.m. It's a very important meeting uh, because what we're going to do is we're going to vote on our new bylaws for Hills Church. And so that's good. I think we ought to give it up for the Lord for that. Hills Church, that's, man, it's a lot of work, you know. I didn't realize how much work it is, but it's a lot of work. And uh, Brother Gary Beeler and our leadership team have been working very diligently on getting the bylaws all done. And we've got to get them turned in uh, to the state and all that good stuff. And so uh, I want to make sure if you're a member to be here on the night, even if you're not a member, you can come and sit in with us. That would be awesome to have you here as part of that so you kind of see all the inner workings, what's going on here. But that's on September the 13th. We're going to be voting on the bylaws. We're going to be voting on the uh, revised church budget to finish out 2020. And uh, so and answer any question you might have. And, and speaking of that, on the Wednesday prior to the 13th, which is the 9th, I believe, um, we're going to have, after our Wednesday night um, Bible study with Brother Gary, uh, we're going to have a discussion time. So the bylaws are actually here. And when you go out the foyer to your left, you'll see a stack of them there. Make sure you grab one, take it home, kind of read through it and look at it. And if you've got any questions whatsoever about that or any questions about the revised budget, listen, on that Wednesday night before the 13th, we're going to have a little meeting here and just kind of hash out or answer any questions that you might have as far as the direction, the bylaws, the, the budget, all that good stuff. So just make sure you put that date on your calendar and be here the 9th and be here the 13th. 13th as well. It'll be awesome. So I'm excited about what's going on there. Uh, I want you to keep Lois in your prayers. Uh, she had her surgery and she came, thing came out. The doctor said it was real good. She had a little issue with AFib, as you can probably see in your uh, Sunday paper. Uh, but uh, talk with her this morning. She called me. She's going home today. Isn't that awesome? So that's so good. So uh, they got everything under control. She seems to be feeling better. And so the Lord has been so good. And so we're just so excited uh, for what he's doing. Uh, we've got some other folks. Uh, Sister Maddie, Lakin's daughter, is in the ER right now this moment. And uh, they don't know. They're testing her for COVID. But she deals with asthma and some different things. But she is there right now, not feeling very well. So remember her this morning. Uh, remember, uh, Brother Kenny Kiker went to the emergency room last week, but he's fine, thinking it was a heart. He has some kind of esophageal thing going on, so just lift him up in prayer as well. Sister Sherry Butler, please remember her as well. She's been struggling and battling, and I know I'm probably forgetting somebody, so you can just write it down and send it to me if I am. So anyway... But anyway, it's just good to have each and every one of you in the Lord's house this morning. Guests, thank you for being here. We just appreciate that so much. Uh, just make yourself at home, and, uh, and, it, and uh, I think that you'll be blessed today. Uh, my prayer, as always, is that you meet and experience Jesus Christ here uh, while you're here and that you take him with you as you go. So it's really, really good. So with that, let's all stand up again. We'll do another song here. Two, three, four. Open the eyes of the blind, they're no 
is stronger. Sing it. God, you are higher than any other. Our God is healer, awesome in power. Our God, our God. Amen, amen, and give the Lord a praise. Amen. That's so good this morning. He is greater. Y'all believe that he's greater this morning? That's right. Holy Spirit, thou art well. Come in this place. Holy Spirit, thou art well. Come in this place. Omnipotent Father. Of mercy and grace, thou art welcome in this place. Sing it again. Holy Spirit, thou art welcome in this place. Holy Spirit, thou art welcome in this place. Omnipotent Father of mercy and grace, Thou art welcome in this place. Lord, in Thy presence, listen, there's healing divine, no other power can save Lord but thine Holy Spirit thou art welcome in this place thou art welcome in this place Holy Spirit thou art Thou art well, come in this place. Omnipotent Father of mercy and grace, Thou art welcome in this place. Fill all the hungry and Restore us, O Father, revive us again. Holy Spirit, Thou art welcome in this place. Thou art welcome in this place. Holy Spirit, Thou art well, come in this place. Holy Spirit, Thou art well, come in this place. Omnipotent Father 
Have mercy and grace Thou art welcome in this place Holy Spirit, Thou art welcome in this place Holy Spirit, Thou art welcome in this place omnipotent father of mercy and grace thou art welcome in this place omnipotent father of mercy and grace thou art welcome in this place father we just humble ourselves in your holy presence father to know that you're in this place lord jesus we thank you lord for how you continually you answer prayer lord you're as close as the mention of your name holy spirit we thank you this morning for the opportunity of being able to hear the word. Holy Spirit, we ask that you would speak to our hearts this morning. Help us to hear your voice. Help us to experience you this morning in such a way that, Lord, it would be life-transforming, Father, for us this morning. God, we just praise you. We thank you. We honor you in this place this morning. Holy Spirit, do your perfect work in each one of our hearts, in each one of our minds this morning, Lord. Help us, Lord, to grow closer to you, Lord. At this time, Lord, I just want everybody to uh, decrease and allow you, Lord, to increase in our hearts and in our minds in everything that you're doing, Lord Jesus. I praise you. I thank you, Lord, for all that you've done, Lord, for it's in Jesus' name and all that you're going to do in Jesus' name. And all God's children said what? Amen, amen. Well, it's good to see you. Hey, before you sit down, turn back there and wave at everybody online. Hey, everybody online, it's good to see y'all. I can't see you, you can see me. But it's good to see all of us here this morning, especially Brother Bill right there and some there in the middle. He does a good job of that. Everybody likes to see his cheerful, smiley face, Brother Bill. I love you, Brother Bill. You're an awesome dude, awesome dude. So anyway... Everybody doing good? We're fixing to enter into a new uh, series this morning here where we're talking about the Holy Spirit and His gifts that are for each and every one of you. You know, we've been going through, since I've been here, kind of the beginnings of the church. We went through a year and about two or three months through the book of Acts, which talks all about what? It talks all about the church, the beginnings of it, the, the things that they went through to begin the church, to grow the church, to see the church spread far and wide, uh, even far and wide to right here in good old Beverly Hills, Florida, right? Amen. So here we are in Beverly Hills, Florida. I always like people to say, well, where do you pastor at? I said, in Beverly Hills. <laughs> and people look at me, Really? I said, no, no, no. Beverly Hills, Florida. Florida, you know, it's Florida. It's a little bit different than Beverly Hills, California. Praise the Lord, right? So anyway, anyway, I don't know. But anyway, I shouldn't probably say that. But anyway, it's all good. But God is so good to each and every one of us. It's good. Here we are, the Hills Church, right? So what are we supposed to do? What is the Hills Church about? It's about believe who? Believe God, right? Belong what? Together. Together and become what? 
his servants, right? That's what we're about here at Hills Church. And if you notice, the, the sign out there is kind of like it got a big blank on it. So we're fixing, to, we're fixing to get our new logo and our new Hills Church sign and put it up there. I mean, we're not a different church. We're the same church. We're the same people here. The Lord has blessed us to be able to be our own autonomous church. And we're grateful for Jesus and what he's doing in his place. Amen. It's so good. It's so good. So today, we're going to begin our uh, a few weeks of study, and we're going to be talking about the spiritual gifts. Spiritual gifts. It's an important thing for us to understand and to know. And frankly, a lot of people go through their life, and they never know or understand what spiritual gifts are, and that they have them, for one thing. And so as we go through this, uh, I want you to take good notes. You got your paper. Remember, if you don't take notes, you're going to forget 85%. Scientific fact, you will forget 85% of what you hear within 48 hours if you don't, what? Write it down. So, ladies, get your lipstick, mascara, whatever it takes, man. Just write her down and fill in the blanks in there as we go along today. And listen, if you have any questions, don't hesitate. to. My email address is on front. You can call me or whatever, and you've got questions about things. Hey, just let me know. I would love to answer any questions. And, and we've got many people, many godly men and women in here that know the Word of God, and, and you can reach out to them. But, you know, God has gifted each and every one of us, listen, with certain spiritual gifts. And we need to understand what they are. In the next few weeks, I'm going to talk about it. We're going to dive into His Word. Hopefully, it's going to help you understand who the Holy Spirit is, right? And how He has specifically gifted each and every one of you. Amen? And so we need to do that. So, so today, though, to start it off, uh, we got to start it off because we, uh, this way, we got to talk about the Holy Spirit and actually who He is. Sometimes as Christians, we kind of shy away from the Holy Spirit. We don't understand the Holy Spirit. We don't understand who He is. We don't understand what His function is, uh, what He is all about. And so I hope today... We can clear up some things about the Holy Spirit. For some of you, it might be totally foreign to you about the Holy Spirit and hearing a teaching on the Holy Spirit. I don't know. But I want to ask you a question. If I were to ask you today, right now, to take your Sunday paper and on the back, where it's not really blank, got fill in the blank, or somewhere, or get a blank piece of paper and just, and just listen and just fill it right on it, everything that you know about the Holy Spirit, what would you write? What would you write? Some of you, oh, I saw like that. That's good. There you go. See, some of you know you can start writing. Some of you could write. Some of you, listen, some of you could probably fill up pages and pages and pages and pages and pages, you know. Some of you could do that. But some of you might have a hard time filling out a couple lines. And see, and that's what I want to kind of direct in all of our hearts and lives today. I want you to have an understanding of who the Holy Spirit is. And we're going to kind of talk about that today. You guys game for that? Y'all into that? I think that would be awesome for us to have a good understanding of the Holy Spirit this morning. So we're going to do that. So if you are ready, turn in your Bibles to the book of Acts, chapter 1. Oh, no, we're going back to Acts, chapter 1. We're going to start over again. Y'all didn't listen before. We're going to take another year and two months. No, we're not going to do that. I wouldn't do that to you. No, I wouldn't do that to you at all. The book of Acts, chapter 1. We're going to begin in starting in verse 4. Verse 4, all right? Just read along with me here. Acts chapter 1, verse 4, and we're going to read to 11. Gathering them together, 
He commanded them not to leave Jerusalem. This is Jesus talking to his disciples. He doesn't want them to leave Jerusalem. And he tell, commands them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for what the Father had promised. Which, he said, you heard from me. For John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So when they had come together, they were asking him, saying, Lord, is it at this time that you are restoring the kingdom to Israel? So they thought as the Messiah, they were looking for the king of kings to come and take rule, take reign, and overthrow the Roman government and overthrow all that and establish his kingdom. That's what the Jews were looking for, right? And look what Jesus has to say. He said, he said to them, it is not for you to know the times or epics which the Father has fixed by his own authority. But you will receive power. Everybody say power. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses. Everybody say, my witnesses. Now you know you are a witness, right? You are a witness whether you like it or not. You are a witness, right? You're either a good witness or what? Or you're a bad one, right? So, Lord, I bless them to be good witnesses. Good and faithful witnesses, all right? We're going to do that, right? My witness, both in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and even to the remotest parts of the earth, including Beverly Hills, right? And after that, in verse 9, he said these things. He was lifted up while, we were, uh, while they were looking on. It says, and a cloud received him out of their sight. In other words, yes, he levitated up and went into the clouds. And as they were gazing intently into the sky, he was going, behold, two men, these were angels, in white clothing stood beside them. They also said, men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into the sky? This Jesus who has been taken up from you, into heaven will come in just the same way as you have watched him go into heaven. And we're looking for that day right now, church. Amen? Isn't that a, isn't that a blessing? You know, as Christians, for us to ignore the Holy Spirit or not even understand who the Holy Spirit is, is to guarantee, is to guarantee a lack of fruit hanging from your, your tree or your branch. You remember, you're a branch. Who's the vine? Jesus is the vine. You and I are the branches on that vine. He gives life to the branches. And when he gives life to the branches, and if the branches understand who he is, and they follow him, and they listen to the Holy Spirit, they produce what? Fruit. And he said you would produce much fruit. In fact, tons of fruit. Right? But it depends on your position and how you're following the leadership of the Spirit of God. And we're going to talk about that this morning especially when it comes to living righteous and a holy life. I want you to live a righteous life. I want you to live a holy life. I want you to bear much, much fruit as your pastor. I want you to do that. You know, it's like sharing your faith. You go out there. I don't I want you to be bold to share your faith. I don't want you to be timid and say, well, I don't know enough of the Bible. Listen, where's your faith and trust in the Holy Spirit to give you what you need for that design specific time for you to share who he is, and especially operating in the more than 21 gifts of the Spirit. Man, there's motivational gifts, there's ministerial gifts, there's all kinds of gifts, and they're out there, and we're going to talk through all these different gifts, and I'm going to get to the point where I want you guys to be able to take, a, we have a little test that we can give out that you can go home and you can take and ex experience and kind of get an idea of where you're spiritually gifted. 
And so it's just, it's, it'll be a fun time over the next few weeks as we go through the spiritual gifts. Because, listen, I want us to work and operate in our spiritual gifts in the body of Christ here at the Hills Church. Because we will, we will be more effective in our ministry and everything that we do. We will have an opportunity to reach our neighborhood the way we should with the gospel if we all come together and operate in the spiritual gifts that he's given us. And so, you know, I've always said, one log on a fire doesn't burn so bright. Well, you put a bunch of them on the fire, that's all of us. Just think about what the magnitude of what we would be able to do as Hills Church. And so I just want to encourage you in that this morning. You see, but first, we must know the Holy Spirit. Not only should we know the Holy Spirit, we must depend on the Holy Spirit. We've got to depend on the Holy Spirit. He's there for you this morning. And we must surrender to the Holy Spirit. You need to surrender to Him. It's important. And as we begin our journey over the next few weeks, I want you to think about the role of the Holy Spirit in your little life. Because it's a big deal. And it all begins with this question. Who is the Holy Spirit? Who is the Holy Spirit? All right. Now, if you carry the King James Version Bible, it'll say Holy Ghost. All right. Now, sometimes we look at that and we think, well, he's just kind of like a ghost floating out there around there somewhere, you know, and he's like, you know, he's a ghost, Ooh, you know. But that's not, that's not the case. I mean, it, ghost, but the proper word I feel is spirit, the spirit of God, the Holy Spirit. And so, so I just want you to think about that. But here's the first question. So what is the identity of the Holy Spirit? What is, who, who is he really? Who is the Holy Spirit really? And here was number one. He is the person of the Trinity. He is a person of the Trinity. Fill that in. He is a person of the Trinity. Turn to Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1. We're going to go to Genesis chapter 1, and we're going to look at verses 1 and 2 this morning in verse 26. Genesis 1. Chapter 1. Should be easy to find. Amen? <laughs> That's cool, man. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, it says in this, it says, in the beginning. <laughs> so we know God was what? It was in the beginning. God always was. God is, was, always will be. God. Every time. In the beginning, God created what? The heavens and the earth. He said the earth was formless and void, and darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit, capital S, of God was moving over the surface of the waters. So here we see the Spirit of God moving and active and operating in the creation of the world in which we live. Amen? He was instrumental in the creation of the earth. And so we see that. Look at verse, let's skip down to verse 26. Genesis 1, 26. It says, Then God said, Let us, you might want to underline let us, Make man in our image according to our likeness and let them rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Now when the Bible says let us, then who is the us the Bible is referring to? It's referring to God the Father, look, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. That's the plurality of it. There it is, right there in the very beginning of the book. Now, if you were to flip over to John 14, flip over to John 14. Go over to John 14, all the way over there in the New Testament. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and then John. 
John 14. Everybody have it? It's good to see some of you folks, man. I know I got it on the screen. I got it. You guys got your Bibles. That's awesome. Listen to what it says here. It says in verse 16, John 14, 16, it says, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may be with you forever. That is the Spirit of truth. There he is. Whom the world cannot receive because it does not see him or know him, but you, he says, will know him because he abides that word, circle that word, abides, that's an important word, with you and will be in you, okay? So when people tell you, they, you ever have somebody tell you they don't believe in the Trinity? Anybody ever has somebody tell you they don't believe in the Trinity? Anybody? Amen. I know I have. I've had somebody tell me that. Or the triune Godhead. It terms that you may or may not truly understand, and I don't truly understand how God does that, but he does it, you know? And it's an amazing thing. And so, and so they'll say, you know, they may have not heard it, and, and if they haven't, you know, they would have a problem with John 14, 16, and 17 if they don't believe in the Trinity. That's the main thing. They would have an issue with that. This is God's Word, right? Is God's Word perfect? Is there no errors? Infallible, right? It's God's living word. It's true from cover to cover. Every bit of it, right? And so when you look at this, you go, wow. First, we've got to look at it. Who is speaking in this passage? Jesus, right? You might have red letters in your Bible, right? Jesus is speaking, so that's what? God the Son, right? And so when he looks at it, he says, so he's speaking, Jesus speaking, the Son of the living God. Jesus says, I will ask the who? The Father. Who is the Father? Is God. He is sovereign. The sovereign Lord of the universe. And then lastly, who is the helper? The Holy Spirit. There you go. So that is the spirit of truth. And in these two little old verses right here, listen, you see the absolute evidence of the triune Godhead, the Trinity. It's right here for us to highlight it write it down somebody says they don't believe in it and they say well you believe the word of god they say yes well then here it is just read it right here and there's and there's a lot of other different evidences of it in the gospels when jesus was baptized was another example right it says the holy spirit there's a dove came down lighted on him. god spoke from heaven and there was jesus in the water right there they were three and one there they were so it's just so amazing. So when we look at that, these two verses, that, that's evidence of the Trinity. So who is the Holy Spirit? He is the third person of the Trinity. And there are some things that all of us must understand about the Holy Spirit. Who is the Holy Spirit? Number one, he's what? A person of the what? All right, come on, speak to me this morning. Amen. And so number two, write this down. He is the promise of the Father. Write that down. He is the promise of the Father. Acts 1-4 says, gathering them together, he commanded them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for what the Father had what? Promised. Which he said, you heard from me. You see, the Father made a promise. Did he not? That he would send somebody. Luke 24, 49. You might want to write that down. Luke 24, 49. He says, And behold, I am sending forth the promise of my Father upon you. But you are to stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. You see, 
Jesus is sending forth what? The promise of my Father. And the promise is what? It's the Holy Spirit. So everybody, the Holy Spirit is who? Who is the Holy Spirit? The person of what? Right? And the promise of what? Promise of the Father. Get those in your spirit this morning. John 14, 18, he says, this is, listen to what he says. This is what I love about the fact that the Spirit's with us. He says, I will not leave you as orphans. He says, I will come to you. And that's exactly what he does. He comes to us. If you're a Christian here this morning, the Holy Spirit has come directly to you. Jesus will never, ever leave you as a believer, ever, ever, ever. He will never leave you. Get that this morning. He is in you. He is with you. Listen, and he, goes, and he goes with you and he is upon you. No matter where you go, no matter how you feel, no matter what's going on in your life, he is in you, he is with you, and he is upon you. He never leaves you, he never forsakes you, he never abandons you. You can be happy as can be and you can be the sickest dog on the planet, but Jesus is there with you. And we need to reach out to him every time. He's there. So how long is he there? He's always there forever. The Holy Spirit is with you. The Spirit is the instrument, instrumental in all of your life from beginning of your saved life to the end. The Holy Spirit is always with you. It is vital. It is not only instrumental. It is vital that you have the Holy Spirit. It is essential to living an absolute Christian life. Without the Holy Spirit, you can't live the Christian life. It's impossible. This is why, church, we need to talk about the Holy Spirit. We need to pray to the Holy Spirit. We need to speak into the Holy Spirit. Listen, you know what he does? He saves you. The Holy Spirit saves you. Look, look at John 6, Look what it says. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up on the last day. Well, how does he draw you? Did Jesus physically come down and draw you? No, the Holy Spirit draws you to him. Holy Spirit is so important. Not only does he save you, what else does he do? The Bible says he seals you. When you get saved, you are sealed until the day of redemption. Ephesians 1, 13, look at that. It says, in him you also, after listening to the message of the truth, the gospel of your salvation, having also believed, you were sealed in him with the Holy Spirit of promise. How many sealed people do I have in the room today? We're all sealed if we're believers in Jesus with the Holy Spirit. He saves you. He seals you. Guess what else he does? He leads you. He leads you. In John 16 and 13, but when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he says he will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own initiative, but whatever he hears from the Father, he will speak and he will disclose to you what is to come. The Holy Spirit speaks to your spirit. The Holy Spirit speaks to you and helps you to understand, hey, God's got a message for you. God has something for you to do a lot of cases, a lot of times. There's times in my life and my past where God has directly spoken to me to do something, to read something, to talk to that person, to talk to that person. And listen, and God would direct me, and I, I can't explain it. All I can explain is it was like an unction in my heart saying, man, go talk to that person. Turn your car around and go help that person. Speak to this person. 
I mean, I mean, I've had all kinds of things happen to me in my past. I'm not saying they're every single day that I understand that there's something that God is just speaking directly to my heart. But there have been moments and times in my life as I've been following Jesus that there were times where I was in a certain place at a certain time where the Holy Spirit would reach down and touch my heart about somebody or something else. And I would have to, I would obey him. I would try to obey him. I say, okay, in fact, I tried not to obey him in some cases. You ever done that? God tells you to do something, you don't do it, and then he starts beating you up about it, right? I remember, I'll never forget, Biloxi, Mississippi. I'll never, this is brazen in my head. I was, I was in the military. I was TDY. I was at a place at a schoolhouse learning some stuff for about six weeks. And I'll never forget how God spoke to my heart at the base chapel about a certain lady that was giving a prayer request for her mama. And I, sh- I was like, man, God was like, go speak to her. And I was like, I'm just blowing it off. That's just something. I don't know what that is, but that is something there, you know. I was discounting the Spirit of God, and I wouldn't do it. And then I went home. I came back the next Sunday to the chapel, and she stood up, and she said it again. She said it again. She said, hey, she says, um, uh, she's praying for her mom who's in ICU. They're getting ready to pull the plug on the machine. And so here she is. She's there, and God is telling me to go speak to her and her sisters that were there. And I spoke to them. I said, Lord, if, if you want me to speak to them, you're going to have to find a way. The service was over, about 250 people there. They were leaving. They were in the first, right up front leaving, and I was in the very back. And the Holy Spirit speaking to me saying, go talk to them. Go talk to them. I said, Lord. I said, they're way in the front. I'm way in the back. I said, Lord, if I'm going to talk to them, you're going to have to make a way. Make a way for me to get before them, you know. So I walked on out. I walked down out, and when I walked out, I shook the pastor's hand, you know, politely. You know, you all shook the pastor's hand. And then there was the door, the great big door on the base chapel. And I remember when I opened that door up, all three of the sisters were standing right there. I about stepped right on top of them. They were looking at me, and I was looking at them. And I said, what? I said, what? I said, I said girls, come on. i got to talk to you about something. And now at this time, God was melting my heart. And so I went out there, and these ladies looked at me, and I looked at them. I had no clue what I was going to say. But I stood in front of them, trusting the Lord. Then all of a sudden, out of my mouth, the Lord just started speaking through me, and I just said, hey. I said, you know what? I felt the Lord's telling me your mama's going to be okay. I said, he, he wants you to rest the fact that she's going to be okay. And I said, you know what? And he wants you three to get as close as you can ever get to one another. I don't, that's all I know. I said, that's it. That's all I have for you. It was that. It was that minimal. It was that. I was like, that direct. And they're looking at me. They're in tears. I'm in tears. My friend that went with me was standing off to the side, out of the way. And when I got done, I walked over, walked back to the barracks. He looked at me. He said, man, what was that all about? And I said, man, God was just speaking to my heart. I'm just trying to be obedient. And then the next week we came back. And I sat in the back, in the back pew. I was a little bit late getting there. And they were having prayer and praise time. And this woman stood up. And I'm thinking, hmm, here we go. And she says, I got a praise report. My mama, they're expecting a full recovery. She's already been put in a room. And uh, we're going to go see her today. 
And she said, you know what? If that young man is in here that spoke to me and my sister last week, I sure would like to see him after the service. And so I said, oh, I'm the man. So I did. I saw her, and the pastor opened his office up. And she asked me, she says, what made you do that? I said, the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit of God. I, I said, listen, I fought it. I didn't tell you all that. I was fighting it, man. I was like, no way. That's not, that's just, I fought it, but I finally relinquished, and I said, Lord, if it, I said, then you've got to make the way. And he did. And he does that for you and for me. But we've got to be in tune with the Holy Spirit. We've got to be in tune. We've got to be listening out for his voice. And so many times we go through life, and we're not listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit of God in you, with you, and upon you. And he wants to show you the way. As believer, this person, the Holy Spirit, has been and is instrumental and monumental in your personal life if you would submit to him and allow him, right? You cannot and will not do anything apart from his Holy Spirit. Remember in John 15, 5, you know, church, I know I preach John 15, 5 is one of my anchor verses all the time, right? He says, I'm the vine, you're the branch. You abide in me, I abide in you. There's that word abide. He says... He who does that will bear much fruit. And then he says this. He says, apart from me, you can do what? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. What does that mean? Nothing. Apart from the Holy Spirit, I can't live. Apart from the Holy Spirit, I can't breathe. Apart from the Holy Spirit, my blood doesn't have life in it to flow. Listen, apart from the Holy Spirit, I can't do anything that God would want me to do. Apart from the Holy Spirit, that would be what God would want me to do. And so it's important for us to understand the Holy Spirit is vital. To place yourself in the proper position before him. What's that position supposed to be? Submitted, listening, obeying. Every prompting of his voice in your life, you should be submitting, obeying. Every prompting in your life. And whatever he tells you to do, that's what you do. What's the last thing you should have done? Whatever the Holy Spirit told you, you do. And you don't don't question it. You just go. Because a lot of times it won't make no sense. That didn't make a whole lot of sense to me down there. Because I didn't know what I was going to say. He's telling me to go meet these women. I didn't know what I was going to say. But the Lord, in my faithfulness to him, submitted to his authority, I decreased and allowed him to increase in my life and give me words to say. That came true the next week. Man, when I went in there and she said, praise the poor, I started bawling on the back. I, the whole floor was wet. I'm like, oh, Lord, that was just all unbelievable. You know, that's amazing, God. Oh, thank you, Lord. And you know, those are things that you want to have every day. You ever want, you want to have something every day. I look for that every day. But it doesn't come to me like that every day. But there are different times when he does. Certain appropriate times when you're going through stuff, he shows up and he speaks to your heart. And here's the thing is, the closer you get to God, the more intimate your relationship will be to him. If you spend no time with God on a daily basis, and then you expect him to speak to you, he ain't going to speak to you when you're not even seeking him out. We've got to seek him out every single day in our life. Every day. And the more you do it, the louder his voice will be in your life. The closer you get into his word, the more that you spend in his word, folks, the more he's going to speak to your heart. When you don't spend quality time daily alone with God, it doesn't matter who you are, his voice will get smaller. And his voice will get smaller. And he will get smaller. And then you don't see him at all. Right? That's what happens. You walk away from God. You don't spend time with him. You don't listen for his voice. And then when that happens and you get so small, you can't hear nothing, 
That's when you got to 1 John 1 9 it. You know what I mean? You got to go to 1 John 1 9. You got to confess your sins. That's a sin because what are you doing? God speaks to your heart, you ignore him, and you walk away. That's not you, God. I'm not listening, I'm not doing it, I'm not following through. Well, that's sin. And the Bible says sin is this what? Witchcraft. Think about that. That means you're walking away from God. That means you're not trusting God. You're trusting you being your own God. That's the sin of witchcraft, God says. Answer. Listen to the Spirit of God. Spend time with Him. Let Him speak to your heart. Confess and repent your sin. Listen, when you norm, you're quenching His Spirit in you. In your life. He is the most intimate part of the Trinity. Because He's in you. Remember last week? What were you? I had all these blocks up here. What I call you? What, what are you? You're what? Who said that? You're a living stone. Are we not living stones? That make up His temple? And who's in you? Where's the Holy of Holies at? Man, it's right here. Jesus dwells in your heart, in your mind, in the Spirit of God. How precious is that? We live in such a precious time. This is much better living in this precious time than it was living back in the days of Israel and Solomon's temple when the Holy Spirit didn't dwell inside the individuals. He was in the temple. Manifesting himself outwardly. Now he manifests himself in your heart, in my heart. And we submit to that authority and we do what the Holy Spirit teaches us to do. He is the most intimate part of the Trinity. So, who is he? We just said who he was, right? So why did he come? Because, number one, he is essential to the work God has called all of us to do. If we're going to do the work that God wants us to do, he is essential for doing that. Why? Because this is a supernatural work. What we're doing is a supernatural work. I mean, listen, you're more real than the Avengers, Right? You're more real than Superman and all those combined. You're more real than that because God, the Holy Spirit, is in you, with you, and upon you. You are supernatural. You're not just natural. You're supernatural. You're a spiritual being if you're a believer. To share the gospel of truth. That's why he's in you. Supernatural work in our life. For what reason? To share the gospel of truth. His message of salvation to who? To all people. Everywhere. When you share Jesus, he is what the Spirit, this is what the Spirit will do. He will take the Scripture that you've read and studied in your past, and you might not remember it right at this inkling, this moment, but whatever the Scripture is, whatever that person needs to hear, he'll bring it to your remembrance. He does that. But here's the thing. We, sometimes as Christians, we shy. I don't know enough Scripture, and you probably know more Scripture than you really think you know. But you never give, you never operate in the faith that God has given you to allow God to work through you. And I'm not saying you won't ever make mistakes. No, we all might. This pastor makes mistakes like every day. That's my wife. She'll tell you. Right? But think about it. It's the Holy Spirit in you. Listen, if there's somebody that he's wanting you to talk to, he's going to work in and through your life because he's in you, with you, and upon you. If he's in there, he's got to come out. If you, listen, if you feed your spirit, your spirit, with God's spirit and his word, it's got to come out. God doesn't put his word in you for nothing. He puts it in you so that you would glorify him and share the truth with the world. 
Everybody around you, everybody in your sphere of influence. It might be a neighbor in your neighborhood. It might be a cashier at Walmart. It may be in a restaurant somewhere. It may be your family member. Listen, pray. Ask the Holy Spirit to use you each and every day. Need to do this. He will take the scripture and bring it to your remembrance. You also share his message through the testimony of your life. Man, when you're tight with Jesus and the Holy Spirit is operating in you, listen, your conversation is about Jesus. It's, about, it's right. It's good. It's wholesome. It's right. Your conduct is going to be right because you want to please the one who saved you, right? That's why I want to please the one who gave his life, his ransom for me. I didn't deserve it. I don't, listen, I don't deserve heaven. I don't deserve Jesus. But he saw something in me to die on a tree that I might have everlasting life. And he wants to use you and me to spread his word, to spread it around. And our conversation, and our character. And he straightens out our character. He makes our character what it should be. Man, if you, if you knew me like God knew me before I got saved, you'd probably say, what is he doing up there at that pulpit? I'm telling you the truth. I was ornery as all get out. Listen, brothers and sisters, this is the supernatural working of God's Spirit in and through your life. Listen, the Spirit will bring convicting power to you and to other people's hearts when you're speaking the truth in love. Listen, it's the Word of God. It's the convicting power of truth, the Word of God, that touches a heart. And sometimes it touches your heart in this very room. Right? Oh, Pastor, you danced all over my toes. Man, you danced all over me up and down one side and the other. Well, that's the Lord. That's the Holy Spirit. You know, we just got to get it straightened out. He tells us this for a reason. To give it to Him. To shuck all this garbage that sometimes is in our life that we're not realizing it until the Holy Spirit convicts us of it. Amen? They will either, listen, when you talk to your friends or family members, they're going to do one of two things, right? They're either going to get what? Get saved? Or they're going to stay lost? You know? And so it's something to think about. You need, we need to do it. I mean, that's not on you. That's on God. God is, God is the one that's using you as the instrument, you know? All you do is share his word. You share what God has done for you. It's all you can do. People should not, I mean, we will get treated bad because of our faith in Jesus Christ. But listen, it's not on you. It's on them. You know, they make decisions to do that. There is a supernatural you in the Holy Spirit. Not only are you uniquely you, you're uniquely you because of the Holy Spirit of God in you. And it's really awesome. Apart from the Holy Spirit, no person on earth can ever be saved. Think about that. You can't be saved apart from the Holy Spirit. You can't. It's impossible. Or accomplish the will of God for your life. None. Ever. You can't ever. The Holy Spirit is instrumental in doing this in and through your life. John 14, 16, 18, I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper that he may be with you forever. That is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it does not see him or know him, but you know him because he abides with you and will be in you. And he's talking about Pentecost there because he's talking to his disciples, say, hey, uh, the Holy Spirit's coming at Pentecost. He's going to come in you, with you, and upon you. And he says, and I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. So how can you and I ever share his story in the flesh apart from the supernatural work of the Holy Spirit? How can we do it? We can't. 
He is essential in our life to do God's work. He's essential. For we are to live. We are to give. We are to love by what? The Holy Spirit. That's how we do it. Whether I'm preaching, listen, or you're teaching or singing in the praise band, listen, or raising your kids or you're ministering to your grandkids, the Holy Spirit has to be there to do that with you. Mom, if you want to raise godly kids or a godly dad, be a godly dad, the Holy Spirit's got to be present doing that with you. Whether you're working, playing, it doesn't mean talking, the Holy Spirit has to be leading you and guiding you are a supernaturally to reach your friends. There has to be a supernatural entity. The Holy Spirit's got to use you to reach other people. And you've got to submit to Him. You're only effective if and when you are submitted to the influence of God's Holy Spirit in you. Praise the Lord. And we have to allow Holy Spirit full reign in our life. You can't live your life right without Him. You and I are not just natural beings. We are supernatural beings because we are dwelt by the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit. The person of the presence of the Holy Spirit. Which leads me to the next question. Why did the Holy Spirit come? Number two, He came because He is essential to the life He has called you and I to live. He's essential. He's called us to the life we're to live. Jesus knew the apostles could never live the life. Think about the apostles. They could never live the life. Think about them in the boat at the storm in the sea, right? I think about Peter. Who got out of the boat? Peter got out of the boat, right? When he got out of the boat, he had his eyes where? On Jesus. He walked not just on the water, but he walked on top of the storm. You hear me? He walked on top of the storm. Because his eyes were on Jesus. When he took his eyes off of Jesus, the story is he began to sink. And what did he do? Cried out to God. Say, Jesus, save me! And Jesus lifted him up, put his eyes back on Jesus. That's what we need to do, folks. Jesus is the focal point of our life. He is the priority of our life. We need to be looking at him. Walk on, top, walk on top of your storms. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Listen, I think about, remember, how many disciples were hiding out when Jesus was crucified? About all of them, except for John, maybe, right? But we knew John was at the cross. The rest of them were hiding out. They were scared. You know, they didn't have the Holy Spirit. Think about that. So here they are. They're hiding out. They need help. Listen, those guys saw miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle, yet they hid at the time when Jesus needed them the most. Think about that. Jesus sits at the Father's right hand. He's interceding for you and I. He sent His Holy Spirit to live through us. Because he knew we could not do it in and of ourselves. He knew it. So here's my question. When you get up every morning, do you think or pray to the Holy Spirit? You ever think about praying to the Holy Spirit? Pray to equip you through this day? Pray to tackle whatever day you may face? Do you ask Him to fill fill you fresh and to fill you anew? You ever do that? Have you decreased and allow him to increase in your life? 
Another question is, why do you think you can be successful apart from asking Him to lead you and guide you? Why? Listen, the Holy Spirit is your helper. He is your assistant. He is there for you every single day. He is your helper. We must be aware of Him to yield to Him. You must be aware that He is there for you to yield to Him. Be filled by confession of sin. That's how you get filled. You must confess your sins. Or the Holy Spirit will never work in you and through you ever until you get that sin out of the way. <coughs> Excuse me. Think about this. Where there is a lack of purity, there is always what? A lack of power. If you don't have pure heart, <laughs> you ain't going to have no power. So it's important for us to know the Holy Spirit and who He is. Always remember, purity is what? Living according to God's original design. Before sin in the garden, they were living. They were full of God's power. They had His presence. He walked with them in the cool of the day. They were living according to original design. And we by ourselves are incapable of doing it alone. We must have His power. And to have His power, we must be pure of heart, and confess our sins to him. You say, Brother Phil, I cannot live up to what you're asking me to do. You know what I say to that? Amen! That's right! That's the point! The point is, you cannot do it! God has to do it in and through you. That's why we need him. <coughs> that is the problem. The flesh is the problem. The flesh, the flesh, the flesh. And when God says, no, the spirit, the spirit, the spirit. And you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh if you're operating and walking in the spirit of God. If you desire to see what God will do through your life, you must face up to your sin. Confess it, forsake it, turn away from it, and follow Jesus. Be led by his Holy Spirit. You must surrender all your rights to yourself. You hear me? you got to surrender all your rights to yourself. It's not about you. It's never about you. It's about Him. Do it moment by moment. Do it step by step by step, every step. When you fail, confess it right there on the spot. Get up, wipe yourself off, and press on. Do it. Keep going. You will be amazed at what God can do. Another question, what do you have going on in your life? That's in the middle between you and God right now. What is between you and God right now that you haven't confessed or given to the Lord? It's important for us to think about that this morning. If you're lacking power in the Spirit of God, think about what's in between you and God that's keeping you from the fullness of His Spirit operating in your life. Is it your job? Is it your spouse? Your children? What is it? It's something. What is it you cherish in life more than you cherish God's fullness? What do you cherish more than that? More than the supernatural expression of His power and fullness in your life. What do you cherish? You must say, God, I want you to have your way in my life. I know what it is, right? It's whatever you put between yourself and Almighty God in your life. Whatever it is. What is that thing that's between you and God? What is your potential as a man or a woman? Is what you're cherishing worth the price of what you are paying? 
Think about it for real. What in the world could God do in your life if you would just wipe your hands? Listen, think about it. Of that desire, keeping from yourself God's ultimate best for you. Give it up, people. We've got to give it up, whatever it is. Submit and commit to Him, your eternal life. All of it. See what God will replace when you lay it down on the altar for Him. We must come to God with empty hands. Getting rid and letting go of everything that you're holding on to. You've got to let it go. Let it go. We pray for freedom today in Jesus' name. That's what I pray for you. So who is the Holy Spirit? He is what? The person of what? The Trinity. He is the promise of what? The Father. Why did the Holy Spirit come? He is essential to do the work God has called us to do. And he came because he, he, he is essential to the life he has called us to live. Every day, talk to the Holy Spirit for your daily life, direction, his leadership in your life. Amen? And listen, you can't do that if you're not saved. That's your first step. You've got to get saved. You've got to be alive. You've got to be alive. And the only way you can be alive is by trusting the Holy Spirit as he convicts you of your sin and convicts you of your need for salvation. Then you can surrender it your life to him. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, man, as the Holy Spirit spoke to your heart this morning, some of you here this morning have been holding on to stuff you don't need to be holding on to. Some of you have stuff in the middle between you and God you need to let go of. I don't care what it is. It could be a person. It could be a thing. It could be a substance. It could be something that's keeping you from God's very best for your life. So I asked you this morning, one, do you know Jesus is your Savior? That's where it all starts. It all begins there. If you don't, I want you to pray a simple little prayer. Make it your prayer. It's not my prayer, but make it your prayer. Say, Jesus, come into my life. Jesus, save me from myself. Jesus, save me. Lord, I, I forgive me of all my sin, all my junk in my life. That's between me and you, God. I ask you to come into my heart and to save me. I believe you died for me. I believe you rose from the dead just for me. Come into my heart and life. And Lord, show me every step. Lord, as I commit my life to you this morning, I want you to show me every step of the way of what it is, God, you would have me to do by the, by, by the power of your word and the power of your Holy Spirit that's in me. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me this morning. I pray that was you, that you prayed to receive Christ as Savior this morning. Christian, sometimes we don't, we, we tend to ignore the Holy Spirit. And Lord, now's the time for you to give it up. Why are you doing that? Say, Jesus, Lord, I need you to show me the way, the truth, the life. I need you to show me Lord, guide me what I need to do each and every day of my life. Lord, come into my heart. Lord, show me. Lord, here's my sin. Lord, I confess it to you, whatever that sin may be. Say, Lord, I give this to you, all of it. And I want you to lead me, Lord, and guide me in every aspect of my living. Come into my heart, Lord, and show me. Fill me, Lord Jesus, this morning. Holy Spirit, do your work in and through my life this morning. Lord, I thank you. And I praise you, Lord, for doing that. Forgive me for grieving your spirit. Lord, there's things I know I should have done I did not do. 
And Lord, I ask for your forgiveness for that. Confess it, children of God, whatever it is. Give it to him. Walk out of here fresh and anew with a clean slate. With the power of the Holy Spirit leading you and guiding you into all truth. Lord, I thank you for this time with your word this morning. Use us for your eternal glory. God, I give you praise for it all. In Jesus' precious name. And all God's children said what? Amen, amen. Thank you all for being here this morning. As you go out, if you want a copy of the bylaws, it's on the left-hand side on the table over there. Uh, Go ahead and read those things and take some notes, and we'll see you on September 9th for the discussion right at immediately following uh, at 5.30 on Wednesday, the 9th of September, uh, the hour before Bible study starts, and we're going to sit down here and talk about that, okay? And then we have our meeting on the 13th of September for all of our members and whoever would like to come and be here, okay? So God bless you all. Have a great day. I love you. Think about the Holy Spirit. How's he leading you today? Amen? Amen.